Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts. And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode seven of Living Electric. We are live and in person for this episode. (laughs) I'm actually sitting in Brandon's studio slash office right now. Um, so happy to actually do this in person yeah. for the first time, <laughs> right? Hopefully going to make editing and syncing audio much easier, <laughs> much easier, much easier. It's a great so, time to be alive, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. So I'm actually shooting a kind of, I guess, a destination travel type video for my channel right now. I just got a mattress to get fit in my model three. So we just shot some footage of me climbing in the back of my car and setting up the mattress. So in my driveway, that's right. Yep. That's right. Um, so that, that video should be hitting the the channel soon um and we talked about my maki video last uh episode and i'm finally posting it i think i nice. mentioned that i was gonna have it posted by the time <laughs> our, our last episode uh went live but i finally got that edited and that's that should be live uh, around the same time this podcast goes live so that's all on my end yeah that's awesome <laughs> if you post any like good major content recently no no <laughs> i i have not um the best one was the Tycon. That's uh, right, yeah. Most recent. Yeah. And we talked about got, that. Got some so. really good feedback on that one. Yeah. Uh, excited to do more Porsche videos. Definitely. Um, but I am recording charging station activations tomorrow, so... Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Which stations? Uh, ChargePoint and EVgo. Okay. Using the MyChevy app. Awesome. Um, tried it the other night in an empty par- Walmart parking lot, and it did not go well. <laughs> oh, no. So okay. I'm going to do it in the day. It's much safer this time. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> so looking forward to that. Alrighty, so yeah. our major topic this episode, we're going to be talking about EV economics, more on kind of the yeah. personal finance side of things, because yeah. uh, a lot of people will claim that you could save money by driving an electric vehicle, and I think there's kind of the, some stipulations there, uh, depending on which car you go with and what kind of car you're driving or switching from, I guess. So both Brandon and I, were going to kind of share our experience switching to an electric vehicle, if we've actually saved any money, if yeah. we've spent more money. <laughs> what's what that process has been like so i'll let you go first because you're kind of a more traditional ev owner in that sense because you have a house and you charge at home so you have home electricity costs and all that stuff so definitely yeah i i would say char like having a home charger and like being able to like charge and at your house Mm -hmm. is i would say as you mentioned like the most traditional way to charge your electric vehicle um for us I kind of want to touch base on like the upfront costs of like how much it like costs to install the charging station, how much the charging station was, and um, just kind of like the ongoing costs of charging my Chevy Bolt. Mm-hmm. So to start, um, we're Costco members. Love Costco. That's not a <laughs> uh, sponsorship or not a placement in this you know podcast. But um, we did purchase a um, EVSE or a charging station through Costco for about three hundred to three hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't remember, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, um, it's a Siemens VersaCharge uh, L two. Um, and great name. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> um, but it, it works well. You know, there's like no Wi Fi connection, so it's just a very like simple. Um, charging station. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the overall cost for us, since we did a direct line to the side of the house, was about three hundred dollars yeah. um, through the electrician that we went through. Gotcha. So it was three fifty for the actual charger ish, yep. and then for installing the the like electrical line to it was an additional three hundred. Correct. So total is around six fifty. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and the one thing I would recommend is always get quotes because the first yeah. electrician we talked to is going to charge us thir- uh, thirteen hundred dollars mm, to yeah. to run just a direct line. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that before you get, I don't want to mean to cut you off or like just before you get too ahead of everything, I think it's important to remember that you can get as complicated as you want with those yep. chargers, yeah. right? So yeah. I know me driving a Tesla, like most Tesla owners get a Tesla wall connector installed mm-hmm. where just the charger itself is around like $700, I think, $500, yeah. $700, yeah. if I remember right. And that's just the cost of the charger. And I think it's important to remember you don't have to do that driving electric vehicle. You don't need to go crazy like that. Um, it can be as simple as just installing a dryer outlet in your garage and just plugging in with like a mobile connector. Yeah. Um, and that and that gets the job done, honestly. Or if you're not driving a lot, you can just plug into a regular wall outlet. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> all EVs come with just the regular 120 volt wall outlets yeah. as far as i'm aware so and i i have a lot of friends that actually just do that like really? they'll just use the wall outlet yeah. because they drive less than 50 miles a day yeah and they'll just plug it in that way yeah and you can re- recoup those miles overnight yeah um and what i've heard the, the most expensive part of it, installing a charger is actually running that electrical line yeah so because you said you thought about putting it in the garage right which probably would have added an additional 25 feet to where they run that yeah yeah um and that that wire that they run is expensive, so every foot you go farther is adding. I yeah. mean, fifty dollars or so to to how long you need to or how much you need to spend. So. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's situation is different. Um, sure. Our garage is detached, and yeah. as Alex mentioned, it's about twenty five feet away from our house, and the electricity is ran underground. Mm-hmm. So they would have to dig up our whole backyard. Yeah. It's just a construction progress yeah. or process. And um, the one thing that, like, I think when it comes to, like, deciding what charging station you're going to go for, remember your current situation. Mm -hmm. When we bought our charging station, I was just wrapping up college. You know, like, I have student loans. Um, So, like, we wanted to fix it in our budget. Yeah. And we kind of knew what functionalities we wanted out of it. And it just works for us. Exactly. Um, So, eventually, we'll replace it with something smarter. um, But for right now, it works well. Because you kind of have kind of like a dumb charger per se like you just plug it in and it, it starts charging it lights up no, though it does light up that is, that is right but, but yeah you, it is a dumb charger yeah so you can't see any like data on how much you're charging or how much how many kilowatt hours it's pulling or anything like no, that no no yeah. there is a uh i don't want to say like a trim level to that charger but there is like a smarter version of that charger oh, that okay. does have wi-fi connections gotcha. But the Siemens app is something from, like, 2008. Like, oh. they have not updated it, mm. and it. I think it's only optimized for, like, an iPhone 4. Mm. So. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, old software. Yeah. Um, but, but it works well. And the nice thing is that at the time, there was a federal tax credit um, of 30% towards the installation of our charger. Um, okay. I don't know. I think that expired back at the end of 2019. Um, okay. but we were able to write off some of the costs. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that helped with that. That does. Was there like a limit on that? Cause 30% could like, if you put in a thousand dollar charger, it yeah. could be $300. No, there, were, there was no limit. on <laughs> Oh, it. that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then after you get the charger installed, that's probably kind of like one of the first big expenses, I guess you'll get with an electric vehicle. But mm-hmm. after that, I mean, that's kind of like your main 
yeah. infrastructure in expense, I guess, with kind of setting up your charging situation. Um, so after you install that charger and you were charging your EV every day, what was your electricity cost like? Did you see a significant bump or? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't see like a bump at, at all. Um, okay. In fact, compared to what I was spending in gas, yeah. um, which I had a 2017 Volkswagen Golf before, spending about 200 plus a month. Yeah. And gas, uh, it went down to about $30 a month in electricity and that was driving the same distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's insane. Like how much, (laughs) like cheaper per mile that you can get with an EV. So typically EVs are more, are more expensive upfront. You're going to spend more on EV than a comparable gas car. But Mm -hmm. as soon as you spend that money upfront, you're just driving, pure driving costs go down a ton. Yeah. So I know it, it definitely depends on how much you're driving too. Um, and an important thing to remember is when you plug in at night, you're not always going from like zero to a hundred. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so you probably unplugged your car with like 90% in the middle of the, or beginning of the day, you drive to work, drive home, plug back in. What, yeah. what are you typically like returning to home for, with, with when you're commuting? Um, so my typical drive is about 50 plus miles round trip. Okay. So, Depending on the weather and like exterior temperature uh, conditions, I'd get home with like about maybe like fifty percent. Okay. Yeah, starting gotcha. at about ninety percent. Yeah. Um. So not not terrible, but that's like my driving style. Yeah. Like, I'm not slow. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so if you drive it more efficiently, you'd probably get home with a higher state of charge. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's just like <laughs> gas. If you drive aggressively, you're going to use more gas. So. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to have less uh, less MPG. So exactly. Yeah, the one other thing I do want to mention, you touched on it, like you might be spending a little bit more upfront when it comes to like buying an electric vehicle, um, but there is a federal tax credit um, for most electric vehicles right now. Yeah, um, Tesla's out of that conversation mm-hmm. and so is GM. So the Bolt no longer is eligible and all Tesla vehicles can't get that right now, unfortunately. But any other manufacturer, so like BMW or Ford, Ford, Volkswagen, I mean, any of those are going to all have tax credits which are huge yeah it's great i mean that really helped me get into an electric car yeah yeah Yeah. an important thing to remember there that it is a it's it is a tax credit it's not like just money off the purchase price of the car so Mm -hmm. that money is going to come when you get your tax return it's not going to come when you when you purchase the car so you do kind of have to do some planning there and make sure you're able to to spend that money up front but you'll get it back later so when in my situation, when I bought my Model 3, it was actually still eligible for a portion of that tax credit. So I bought it in November of 2019. It was still eligible for the 1875 mm-hmm. I think. It was like a quarter of the, of the thing, of the tax credit, because it phases out. And I bought my car, uh, took delivery, paid all the money up front and stuff for it. And then when I did my taxes for 2019... Um, I ended up getting that tax credit back. So I got, on top of my tax return, I got $1,875, which was a nice nice little check. So Definitely. So that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, I got lucky with mine. Uh, I got it before it phased out to that $1,800. So I got it about $37,500. Okay. Yeah, because with the way that the tax credit works is you hit 200,000 um, sold vehicles. Yeah. And then it starts phasing out over time. So, like, it starts at $7,500, divides to, I think it was $3,750. Yeah. And then it drops down to the $1,850. 
for another like six months or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it, it fades away after that. Couldn't remember so, the exact amount. <laughs> I think it's 1875 was the was the quarter of that. It sounds like it. <laughs> if I can do my math right. <laughs> so another thing with that tax credit is there's a lot of like bills being proposed right now that will reinstate that tax credit for GM and Tesla. A lot of them have just been like introduced. They're not necessarily passed or even being discussed like on the house floor or anything like that. Um, but that is something to kind of keep an eye on. I, I did a, like kind of a short video on that and basically told people if you, if you're able to wait six months to a year, it's probably best to, to wait, (laughs) honestly, till, till the politics kind of work out and see where we end up with things. Um, but if you're like ready to buy a car right now, I don't think you should be waiting around for that tax credit. Cause I mean, politics move slow yeah and there's never really know what what kind of things are going to be passed so yep and there's no better time to go electric that's right no time to waste yeah exactly i think my charging situation is a lot different because when i bought my car i was doing all my charging at work so luckily they provided charging for free that's so (laughs) that's that was a big that was a big financial driving factor for me when i bought my car and what allowed me to afford it was the fact that i could charge at work for free and basically cover all my miles so i'd drive to work in the morning i'd plug in my car and be good by the time i left and if i was if it was a weekend i'd make sure i charge up a little bit extra so i can last the whole weekend driving wherever i'm going um and just plug in again on monday so i think before switching to driving electric i was spending around 200 dollars a month on gas and now i spend close to zero on fuel (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) between i'm very fortunate to have free charging at work we're not going to the office right now uh but i did have that i have a ton of referral miles so thank you to anybody that's ever used one of those if you watch my youtube channel or follow me on twitter or anything i really appreciate that that's allowed me to save a ton of money on gas um and fuel for for my car now <laughs> um and then i i honestly it's kind of a fun thing to do now is hunt out free chargers oh yeah there's, there's yeah. a ton of them out there and yeah. and a lot of companies will put them in because to attract potential uh customers and i think it's it's honestly a thing that a lot of more businesses should be considering because if there's a a restaurant or something with free charging and one without i'm probably going to go to the one with free charging (laughs) absolutely it's almost like a game trying to find free charger that's right yeah (laughs) It's, it's a blast and even like i think electricity costs per mile compared to gas are roughly a half to a fourth of of what it costs per mile so i mean if you're looking, if you are somebody that drives a lot and can plug in at home or plug in at your destination, if you are doing a lot of driving, it's definitely can save you a ton on just fuel costs because electricity is so cheap compared, oh, yeah. to, <laughs> compared to gas. Um, another part of that, too, is I know a big discussion right now is that gas prices are rising again, yep. which is not really something you have to worry about as an yeah. EV driver. Um, I, I have not thought about gas prices in part two years. That's wild. I just yeah. don't even. I just don't even care to check because it's just something I don't have to worry about. Yeah, and that varies all the time. I mean, it, it varies with supply and demand. Uh, the mm-hmm. thing with electricity rates is they're they're very highly regulated. Your local utility has a monopoly on providing service to your area, and they can't just like run up the electricity bill <laughs> um, cost for, for everybody. Cause then that would be, that would be bad because consumers don't really have a choice when it comes to that. So 
can't really like extort people <laughs> to get them, <laughs> give them to pay that extra money. So that's another, another advantage as well. So I was going to say, so you have all that free supercharging, like mileage mm-hmm. pretty much. So do you see any costs in driving electric, like your specific, like in my uh, case, like specifically? Yeah. Um, in terms of what, like fuel costs or yeah. like, electric fuel costs? Yeah. Um, Honestly, right now, the only time I pay for charging is when I visit a public charger that has a fee. So I'm trying to think of the last time I went there because it was recently. I stopped at a, um, I think a charge point charger actually. It costs like, I think a dollar per hour or something like that and plugged in That's there for a couple hours. So not bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I've spent like pennies on the mile basically <laughs> That's awesome. for the past year. Yeah. Because right now we're working from home, I basically supercharge exclusively, which is not great for your battery, but it's kind of my only option right now. So I'll just take like a a 10-minute drive over to the grocery store, plug in my car, get my groceries, and come back and be good, all supercharged up. So, (laughs) But yeah, able to use all those referral miles and don't spend like very much on charging at all. That's that's (laughs) awesome. So. I know from from my experience with like paying at like charging stations like Electrify America and like doing like long distance road trips, it's so much cheaper than gas. Yeah. Still, like on average, most of my stops would be anywhere from like ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah, 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 and that's that's probably where you're going to see the biggest costs in in electric fuel is is those fast chargers because that's really kind of where they run up the bill a little bit because yeah. you are yeah. you are paying for that convenience of that higher charging speed. Um, and those are expensive stations to build too. Because yeah, <laughs> running running that that high high power electric out to those stations can get expensive. So, so recently on my YouTube channel, I posted a short about uh, EV maintenance mm-hmm. and pretty much how the only maintenance besides like the the wear and tear items yeah. is your windshield wiper fluid. Yep. <laughs> um, so, and that's if you don't use it, you know, then you really don't refill it yep. as often as I probably do. But that's the only maintenance I yeah. really had to worry about. Yeah, um, that's that's basically the same for me. How many miles are on your bolt right now? I think I'm about to 18,000. Okay. What yeah. service have you done like total for it that uh, you've had to pay for, I guess? Um, pretty much like tire swapping. Okay. Um, so like going from like summer tires to like winter tires. Yeah. But that's and normal. You're going to have that on any car, right? Typical wear and tear. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's it. Everything else has been covered under warranty. That's good. If there's an yeah. issue. Yeah, it's it's kind of skewed with with new cars because you do have that new car warranty. But mm-hmm. I'm in a similar boat. I haven't had any major maintenance at all done to my car. I do need to get new tires soon, but I think that's the only thing that I really need to worry about. Um, I know previously I was spending a decent amount on oil changes because that yeah. was every <laughs> five to seventy five hundred miles yeah. <laughs> of oil changes. Yep. Yeah, there is there's no oil really in an EV. No yeah. oil, no engine <laughs> nope. oil to change. So. Don't have to worry about that. I know. The the one car that we had, it was... Now, don't be shocked. We had a TDI, a Volkswagen Diesel. Mm-hmm. And we took it in for um, uh, the automatic transition, like, annual maintenance. Yeah. And it's $1,000 a year. Oh. Just to flush and change the fluid for just the transmission. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's, you have to do that every year? That's every like year. A, oh. Yeah. But that's only if it's, like, an automatic, because it's, like, a complex, like, transmission. Oh, jeez. But, Yeah. Nope. And even in like the golf we had, the oil changes were like 150 bucks. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like what's the big expenses really with an EV, like repair wise. In terms of like maintenance, you've got you've got your battery mm-hmm. and you've got your motors. That's kind of the main moving parts on the vehicle. That's probably what's gonna fail. Like moving parts are generally what fails in a car, but the motors last basically forever. We've pretty much perfected the electric motor uh, (laughs) engineering wise like they just they run forever um the battery is really the only thing to worry about and i hear i hear a lot of people kind of worried about that with an ev and i think it's important to remember that batteries aren't just going to die after a couple years like your cell phone battery (laughs) (laughs) right it's more in or more impressive technology than an ev battery (laughs) so and there's a lot of things you can do to prolong the life of your battery. But before I get into that, bottom line is it's designed to last the life of the car. So it's got, it's, I'm pretty sure it's mandated. It's got to have a warranty of at least eight years, a hundred thousand miles. And that means if your battery dies or breaks or anything goes wrong with it in that time, the manufacturer has to replace it under warranty. So you do have that peace of mind when you buy mm-hmm. an EV. And then when, you're talking about keeping keeping care of your battery. It's always good to not let it go down too low and also not charge it up way too high. And also fast charging can kind of prolong the, or uh, more quickly uh, degrade the battery faster than other stuff. So those are kind of things to avoid. But I think typical day-to-day driving, I mean, like yeah. you probably don't fast charge very often. <laughs> no, no, last time I fast charged was September. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah definitely don't i you know i just use my charger at home yeah um but i mean like a simple rule of thumb you could think of it too is it's just like your cell phone like if it offers fast charging your battery's going to degrade faster exactly you never want to charge it to 100 percent unless you absolutely have to like yeah yeah Yeah. so so those are all things to remember but i don't think going into a car i don't think you should going into an ev at least you shouldn't be like worried about replacing the battery in five years like that's not really a thing like (laughs) yeah it certainly happens with like old old evs like if you want to do a battery swap um and even at that point that doesn't mean the battery has failed it generally means that the battery just has degraded and lost like a significant amount of its miles so like an EV will still run with <laughs> with the, with the original battery in it. It just might not get the original 250 miles. It might be down yeah. to like 200 now. So that's kind of a, a different part of EVs, I guess, versus gas cars because I feel like engine will just like fail. And oh like, yeah, you can't drive it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. At that point, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I do know from um, from stories I've read, like the Chevy Volt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I think he's actually in Ohio. He, at the time, this was a few years ago, he hit 300,000 miles on his Chevy Bolt. And um, the battery still had a 95%, like, state of charge limit. Wow. So, like, the technology, obviously, as time goes, it's just going to improve. Mm -hmm. And that was a 2012 Chevy Bolt. Yeah. So, that technology is older, you know, in the terms of technology, but it's still holding up really well. Yeah. And I've heard fast charging is probably the number one thing that degrades your battery quickly so unless you are like taking road trips and stuff like that it's probably something you want to avoid but don't feel like you have to because you're gonna like kill your battery if you do like drive the car yeah so (laughs) (laughs) exactly just drive and enjoy it (laughs) that's right another thing too the the batteries we're seeing that are kind of going bad now are from cars from like 2012 like you said so (laughs) 
the the truth of it is we really don't know how long batteries are going to last that are coming off the line right now i mean like they're really good batteries and they've continued to improve like you said so i mean they could last eight years they could last 18 years so it's it's hard really to tell and I know uh, Tesla's really striving for that million-mile battery pack. Yeah, that, like, will just last literally forever. Like, it's going to outlast the shell of the car. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hopefully it gets there. That would, I mean, that would be oh, impressive. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And another thing, too, on just, like, the topic of battery maintenance is that there's the difference between, like, the liquid controlled like temperature batteries and like the air cooled Mm -hmm. um so like the old nissan leafs are air cooled batteries so that's typically where you'll see degradation faster because it doesn't have a battery management system to control uh the uh, battery temperature so not to get too much into like you know (laughs) technical terms um but like our uh you know like uh, alex's tesla and my bolt has a liquid battery management system that um, that uh, uses coolant to keep the battery in the optimal temperature Yeah. Um, with fast charging and day-to-day use mm-hmm. as well. So that will help with longevity. Definitely, yeah, because battery heat and, like, the, the temperature of the battery is something that can degrade the battery as well. And, yeah, that liquid cooling system. Another thing I actually had a question about from uh, my grandpa, actually. <laughs> he sent me an email asking about it because somebody had talked about, oh, I heard there's battery coolant that needs replaced. And oh. I actually looked it up in the Tesla manual, and it said, under normal driving conditions and, like, normal wear and tear, you should not need to replace that battery coolant ever. Like, you wow. shouldn't need to at all. So. I'm not sure if you have something like that in your bolts, if you can even, like, access that fluid or not. I have not. no idea. <laughs> that's actually a thought I never had crossed my, yeah. in my mind. So, I don't know. But that's one of the few, like, fluids in the car, I guess, yeah. that might need replaced at some point. But, I mean, again, that's just, like, coolant. It's not, like, and it won't be needed, like, every year. It'll probably be, like, way down the road. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I don't know if my Bolt has anything like that. It's got to have some kind of coolant, but I'm not sure, yeah. like, how you access it or yeah. what, how you would yeah. even change yeah, that. Yeah, I don't honestly. know if you would have to replace it, like, after a certain bit. I don't know. I'll have to check into that. Yeah, yeah. it's probably in the manual somewhere. Oh, the manual. The manual. <laughs> I don't want to open it. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of what other costs really are associated with EVs that people might not be used to. Because most of the other costs are pretty similar to what you've got with a gas car i mean you've got tires you've got brakes um mm-hmm. one thing with brakes though uh we've got regen braking right yeah so yeah. you use your brakes a lot less have you had to replace your brakes at all or not yet brakes not okay. yet there is um there is some concern with like utilizing regen versus like the physical brakes yeah that your brakes will rust over mm-hmm. and like you might have to replace them based on that yeah um so from time to time i tend to like use my physical brakes just to get just them to clean used. them off yeah 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 that makes sense yeah but yeah, no, that's actually a good thought too. You yeah, so your rarely... your brakes are going to last longer, honestly, because mm-hmm. you're not using your brakes as often. You can use that regen, charge up your battery as well. Yeah, like, a lot of lot of benefits to it. I've heard that same thing though that you should like kind of turn regen off and slam on your brakes a couple times to yep. clear off those <laughs> those <laughs> rotors and yep. keep them clean. Do so, it in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know my Chevy Volt that I had. I went before I I traded in. I had fifty five thousand miles on it, and okay. I drove. Roughly about like thirty five thousand miles, and I hadn't had to replace the brakes. Okay, like they were still nice. like good. Yeah, <laughs> because of that regen. Um, one other thing I do want to touch on is annual registrations. Yeah. Um. So not all states have these registration fees for electric vehicles, 
But the thing is, when you're driving a gas-powered vehicle, you don't necessarily see the taxes you're paying when you're filling up the car. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of within that price you're paying per gallon. It's all baked in, yeah. So there's a lot of controversy regarding these annual registration fees for electric vehicle drivers um, that states are implementing. So EVs are paying like that fee to help um, keep up road maintenance, um, you know, fix any damages that like an EV might cause while driving. Yeah. Um, so basically what these annual registration fees are is a fee that you pay when you go to register like your license plate or your uh, tags mm -hmm. on your vehicle. And here in Ohio, we have a $200 electric vehicle plug-in hybrid fee and then a $100 hybrid fee. Um, yeah. So if you're driving a gas-powered um, hybrid electric vehicle, you still have to pay that. Yeah. Um, so that's expensive. Yes. Um, you honestly, if you calculate it, you will probably never pay that much in gas. Mm -hmm. And to us electric vehicle drivers, it's definitely a controversial topic because I, in my opinion, I think it's way overpriced. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the sentiment, and we talk about this in our like local EV groups all the time is our sentiment is it's, we don't think it's unfair to pay. Like, mm -hmm. we're not trying to say that, like, we shouldn't pay gas or we shouldn't pay road tax because that's ridiculous. Like, I I think we should pay to use the roads. A absolutely, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. everybody's using, I use every day. So, yeah. like, should definitely pay to use the roads. Um, and like Brandon was saying, the math really doesn't add up with that $200 with the amount of drive EVs on average drive a lot less than gas-powered cars. So you're already driving fewer miles. Mm -hmm. Um they do, um, based on equivalent miles driven in a gas vehicle and fueling up that gas vehicle, you're never going to get anywhere close to $200 a year paid in gas tax. Um, and honestly, the, it really doesn't add up. And, and the way we do it in Ohio is pretty ridiculous, too, because we combine plug-in hybrids and uh, e like full EVs in the same $200 fee. So if you're a plug-in hybrid, which uses gas and electric, what if you just drove gas the entire time? You're paying that gas tax, and you're also paying $200 on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it kind of screws over those drivers, I feel like. I feel like it might be most fair for the pure EV drivers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even, like, the the hybrid drivers, I think, get screwed over the most because they're paying the gas tax, and they pay $100, like, no matter what. Yeah. And you could have an old hybrid that gets 30 miles per gallon. Yeah. And still has a tiny little battery in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you got to pay $100. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's a lot of just kind of whoever's writing these bills not understanding the technology as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's hard because a lot of stuff goes into those bills. But I don't know. Yeah. It's all – it's education. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's good that we have some good representatives here in Ohio that try their best to educate about electric yeah. vehicles. Um, I, so like the thing with the annual registrations is that obviously, you know, we have listeners around the world, which thank you guys. Honestly, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We we're just looking at the stats before this. We've got like people from all over. Yeah. So. It's great. <laughs> thank you guys for supporting living electric. Um, the one thing I do want to say is that like, if you are not in Ohio, it's definitely good to do your research to mm -hmm. see how much your, if there is a registration fee, um, just to kind of get yourself familiar with it. Yeah. Um, because it's definitely not something fun to be surprised by. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, as with as with any big purchase, I think just kind of budgeting and understanding what yeah. you can afford before you move into an EV or a new vehicle at all. I mean, it's important to understand those things. Um, 
one thing I do tell people that like immediately dismiss EVs thinking they can't afford them is yeah. you actually probably might be able to if you yeah. factor in gas costs and like what your electricity offset would be there. So I know for me, I'm probably spending more driving a Tesla than I, than I was driving my old car because my old monthly payment was around like 500 a month and I was spending 200 a month or sorry, my old payment was 300 a month and I was spending 200 a month on gas. So it was about $500 to drive that car uh, per month. And now my Tesla payment is around $700. So pretty freaking expensive. <laughs> and, um, but now my, my electricity costs are essentially zero. So it's really only like a $200 per month bump versus like going $400 from my old yeah. car payment. Yeah. Right. So I'm actually around the same price. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was stupid and I rolled over a lot of negative equity into yeah. the bolt. Um, fortunately the tax credit and like the dealership incentives really helped. Okay. Um, but I'm sitting about six fifty six a month. Okay. And then obviously about $30 a month for gotcha. electricity. Okay. So about like six eighty. Yeah. And I'm driving a, what, freaking $48,000 car. So <laughs> yeah, but, but I will say my lease for my golf was about five eighty. Okay. So it's not too much of a difference. And I was paying $200 plus a month. Exactly. Gas, yeah. So I'm saving money. So and then you and then you throw in oil changes and all that stuff yeah, kind of spread yeah. out through over the months and I think I think once you crunch the number numbers you can probably afford an EV honestly yeah <laughs> yeah especially used ones I mean there's some oh, really yeah. good deals on used ones I think that's something people are not considering enough is having um, at least a single EV if they're literally using it for commuting to work yeah like you can buy a cheap used EV for under ten thousand dollars <laughs> under five thousand in some cases yeah. that will be more than enough miles to get you to work and back and you can just plug it in overnight and be good yeah. you've got essentially a zero maintenance vehicle yeah. you can use for commuting yeah so, and most of them are low mileage so the battery yeah. degradation probably isn't you know exactly. non-existent exactly <laughs> or if your kids need a car and you're like looking for their first car yeah. and <laughs> they're not going to be I, I mean i don't know depends on your parenting style i guess <laughs> but <laughs> start the start them out right do not teach them how to pump gas yeah teach them how to plug in a car that's right um because i i feel like the next generation will not know how to pump gas yeah and to me that's exciting it is i forgot how to pump gas <laughs> so, what button do I press yeah on? right what do i do <laughs> yeah um but i mean like i think overall i when i look at like the the finance aspects of like driving electric and you know some of the other benefits of going electric, I would never not consider going electric. Yeah. Like I always knew I would go fully electric, but yeah. to be living it daily, I would never change a thing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It fits everything that I need a car to fit. Yeah. And on that point, I think if you are looking at a new car right now and you're, you're kind of still turned off by EVs, I would say go test drive one if you haven't or talk to an EV owner. Cause they're, I mean, they're, that's kind of probably the two best experiences you can have. Um, I mean, listening to this podcast, we hope you've learned a lot <laughs> about an EV if you are considering it for your next vehicle. I know just a lot of people out there are still very curious about the thought of it. And when I when I ask them about it, they're like, oh, I'll probably get one down the road, mm -hmm. which which I think is a start for a lot of people. Even just considering it is yeah. a big step. Yeah. So um, going away from the norm of gas is still... Yeah still tough for a lot of people so well it's a it's a i mean it's a big step but once you do it you i i know for me i don't look back it's it's very hard to go back for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah, definitely um, so you got any good jokes <laughs> any finance I, jokes i'm sure there's some out there i know i'm like trying to think um hmm 
I mean, I, I could always do it. I hope those numbers don't shock you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like that one's lame, but that's the whole point of those jokes. I'm trying to think of one that's like, because like green can be like money, but also cars. I know, that's what, like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Go, go green in many ways by going electric. <laughs> Trying to writing a really bad ad right now. I know. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to Living Electric. If you guys have any questions or if you guys want to talk about any other EV finance topics, definitely hit us up on our Twitter account, which is at Living Electric underscore, our Instagram account, as well as our Facebook page with the name of our podcast. So if you have any questions, just let us know. Anyways, thank you guys for supporting Living Electric.